I'm Matt Patterson, and that's D.W. Ferranti. We are the Archive Guys here today. Uh, Kelsey is uh, on summer break, and we have a very special guest today. We have Brian Cooper, the publicity chairman of the Hollywood Heritage Museum and the secretary for LA's longest running film festival, Cinecon, which will be the focus of our product today. And Brian, you know, historically, secretary is, of course, the most powerful position in any organization. I do know that, and I'm giddy with uh, power. I am uh, I'm power hungry, and I need more of it every day. I need to just drink it down. <laughs> Bring on the power. And probably the fastest route to power is being the master of early cinema history. It's true. Everybody wants it. Everybody's hungry for it. They're clamoring for it. They can't get enough of it. And that's why it, this is your event now. Cinecon number yes. 58, I 58. believe. 58. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, you know, two when they started. Uh, oh, no, wow. I mean, I wasn't even around. It's been <laughs> going, it used to be a bunch of guys with a movie projector and cans of film. And uh, in, in a, in a, in a auditorium. Right. Somewhere in, you know, Peoria. But now it's, you know, a big Hollywood thingamabob. A to-do. It's a to-do already. I did not start going, I will admit, until the 48th, I believe, or maybe before that, because now okay. numbers are all messed up. 2010 was the first year I okay. went. Dan, you were before that from your hand gesture. By the way, Dan, for those of you listening to this, uh, Dan is on a train in an undisclosed location. On video, you can see the train compartment, uh, but his outgoing audio is not working, but he can hear us and he can wave and type chats. So- And we uh, can hear what he's thinking. Yes, this is always the case, except if you get too far into Dan's brain, you'll go mad. You'll, you'll, so, never, you'll never come back from it. Yeah, flash forward to 2022, this is, you have to plan this. Some of these are probably planned way in advance. Like you, you might be thinking of 2023 or 2024 now. Uh, almost every morning, yes. Because <laughs> you guys get what is what I will politely call the most obscure shit and bring it to a big audience, perhaps probably for the first time. Yes. So the, the main focus generally is to find rare and unseen treasures from the studio vaults or archives or libraries, things that either they've been working on, new restorations, things that haven't been seen, something that was found in a foreign archive. Oh, my God. You know how exciting because silent films are sort of turning up here and there. Um, so we, we check in with all these places to see what they have that's new and exciting. And most of the movies that we pick are movies we haven't seen because they're not out there. So right. we'll be seeing them for the first time with the audience at Cinecon. And we're, we hope they're good, but there might be a dud in there. It's sorry <laughs> about that. But the, the goal is to find some like rare unseen, you know, um, nugget. And uh, so that's, that's the exciting part. That's what makes it fun. And yeah. unlike something like TCM, right? You, you have one screen and- right you buy a ticket for the festival 
and you sit down and that's your journey of discovery. Exactly. I mean, most people come and they just dig in and they stay for the whole weekend, but you can buy a day pass if there's a particular day that you want to attend. We don't sell tickets to individual screenings. Um, so you either come for the whole weekend or you buy or come for the day. But th the main you know, thing is, is that you will be experiencing something completely rare and unusual in a room full of movie buffs and geeks and, you know, um, lovers of classics, um, all different ages, sizes, um, you know, backgrounds. So it's a, it is, it's a journey of discovery. Now, Brian, you've been involved with uh, these history and preservation organizations for a long time. When did you first get involved with Hollywood Heritage? I, I just calculate, it's been about 12 or 13 years. And I've been on the board um, and I actually got on the board through Cinecon. I met uh, a gentleman named Bob Burchard who used to run Cinecon. He's passed away. Bob and I became friends. And then I met Stan Tappel, who is now the president. And they invited me or recommended me, I should say, to join the Hollywood Heritage Board. And then I went through that whole vetting process that they do. Um, and and then I joined the board and then I was president for about three years and now I'm the publicity chairman. So my main goal is to get the word out about whatever we're doing relating to our special programs that we do, our evenings or afternoons at the barn, our um, preservation issues that are important to us, um, anything um, related to Hollywood heritage uh, that needs to be blasted out to the world goes through me and um, my little committee. Uh, my little PR committee, yeah. You came um, to Hollywood Heritage from, and, and you still are a very successful Hollywood producer, a writer, a director, and uh, an actor. Um, do people recognize you on the street from your work with Hollywood Heritage or perhaps the uh, final season of uh, Saved by the Bell? or um, Sisters, uh, where yeah, you had they, a recurring They recognize role. me from Hollywood Heritage, but thanks. <laughs> because uh, one of my favorite Brian trivia things is that you are one of the only 11 people to graduate with the class of 92 at Bayside. You got it, baby. I'll have my <laughs> diploma. Won't get yes. me anywhere. Yes. I never asked you that, that if you actually had the diploma, because I forgot that you were in that episode. I am, of course, a fan of Saved by the Bell. Of course you are. Okay, so this year you have a new venue. Yeah, we do. And and uh, we, we love the new venue. We're very excited about it. We had been at the Egyptian Theater for many years. And of course that is being renovated. Netflix purchased that building. Um, it is uh, probably going to reopen sometime later this year or next year, which is great. But for right now, um, we are at the Hollywood Legion Theater, which is absolutely gorgeous. If you haven't been there, it is state of the art. It is stunning inside. It is a very comfortable, warm and lovely place to see movies. You will love it there. Um, and I know that um, a lot of people maybe haven't been to that theater before. So I would invite them to come and check it out. This is a historic building. Uh, it is the Hollywood Post 43. Used to be a boxing venue. They used to do all kinds of sports. In, it was an arena. Um, so a lot of the old Hollywood stars uh, used to go there 
uh, for fundraisers and things. So now it's been transformed into a theater and we love them. They are a, they're partnering with us. We're basically in cahoots with them this year and uh, a lot of back scratching um, and a little bit of hair pulling, but it's, it's all good. Um, we were part of a coalition of like-minded organizations um, that are um, trying to get the word out. We're like sharing each other's, you know, emails and, and, and our, our knowledge. Um, so there's like three or four organizations that we're all partnering with this year um, to, to kind of um, get some footing in, in, out in the world after the pandemic, you know, yes. it's, been a, it's a tough time to restart. Yes. And um, so everybody's coming back, but some people are skittish about it. How do we feel about coming out and being in public and being in a theater again? So we want to make it as comfortable and as inviting as possible. The space is wonderful. Uh, I know Dan, I'm pretty sure Dan had been there before they renovated it and turned it into the modern theater that they have now. I went, I used to go see, like, uh, I saw Guar, the band Guar there. Of course. Uh, in the early 2000s. And uh, I went into the Guar tour bus in the back uh, parking lot. And during the pandemic, they turned that parking lot into a drive-in movie theater right and that was so successful they were also able to fundraise which i was part of and help them get 35 millimeter projection i was able to kind of towards the end of that get to go up into their booth and oh, nice. the booth is wonderful and as you said it wasn't originally a theater so you have to like go up on the staircase outside the yeah. building right uh, the people there are incredibly enthusiastic. And I love that you guys have partnered up with them because they have a lot of energy. And I hope that Cinecon this year, again, people will go up and be exposed to it because these are not movies you would normally encounter. I have probably seen, I think like one movie on the schedule. One of the most unique things that you guys have here that's not at TCM, very few film festivals, is your silent program. Yes. We have a lot of silent movies. Everything is done with live musical accompaniment or a score track. Um, we have a, a probably, um, set, we have several premieres. I know Our Hospitality is a brand new restoration of Buster Keaton. Yeah. Showing a beautiful new restoration of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, and we've got um, film, we've got DCPs, we've got all different formats, everything's going to look great no matter what you see. It's going to look amazing. Um, so we've got a really vibrant silent program. Um, we've got tons of talkies. Um, we've got shorts. We've got a serial with Boris Karloff. Um, yeah. We've got special programs happening over at the museum. Oh. A couple of really cool things happening over there. So if you want to jump around, we've got our gift shop over there, like chock full of goodies. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity to explore. And we've got four celebrity guests coming. Yeah. Four like amazing, uh, legendary people in our business coming. I mean, we can't, we're, we're just beyond excited. This, um, you know, cause I've been to a few Cinecons and looking at the programming and again, um, part of Hollywood heritage, the Lasky barn is located walking distance from yeah, the theater. The Lasky DeMille barn is Patty Corner from the theater. Um, you just cross Highland and there you are. And it is a historic building. It is a, um, a building that basically is the birth of Paramount Pictures, if you will. Um, it's moved around a few times, 
it was a horse barn. Uh, it was built, we think, in 1901. So it's probably one of the oldest extant buildings in Hollywood. Um, and uh, it was Lasky and DeMille's Playhouse. That's where they made the very first feature film that was ever shot in Hollywood, The Squaw Man, in 1916. And then they were so enamored with this building uh, that they took it with them when they went over to Paramount. So it was like on the corner of Selma and Vine. Yeah. And then they were like, well, this is our lucky charm. We got to just take this with us. So they, when they created the fa the la famous Lasky players or Lasky famous players, Lasky uh, famous they players, went yeah. over to, uh, they took it over to the lot and you can see the, the barn in Western movies and TV shows. You can spot it in a ton of different, uh, in fact, they shot, a lot of movies inside it was the gymnasium on the lot. Right. So uh, a I'll lot of movies were shot inside. Anyway, it's an amazing building. We love it. You have to come see it. And um, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention one of the concurrent programs that you have there sure. is Soundies and the Jukebox Shorts of the 40s. Yes. And um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can find pictures of them online. Some people are very obsessed with them, but it's very difficult to uh, recreate the circumstances of operating or using one of those machines because yeah, a panoram and uh, yeah. it was basically a projector with a mirror and it was like a little jukebox in, in club nightclubs and bars where people could put in money and the and the little film would project it was basically an early music video jukebox if you yeah. will um and uh it was only around for you know a few years in the 40s like 1940 to 47 in that range and um mark Cantor, who is just brilliant is a jazz on film expert he has an amazing archive i think he has all of the soundies and there were thousands of them he has all the soundies he's written the definitive book on them and he's going to be coming and showing some rarities from his collection that you have not seen Matt no, god no how nobody has know. seen them I I looked at the schedule and I go, there's a book on soundies coming out? I'm yeah. that nerd. And that's uh, just due to me looking in the program. And that is uh, about almost as obscure of a corner of cinema history that you can get. And you guys oh, have yeah. that, uh, which is great. And what I, what I really love about this is like, uh, I love the TCM Festival, but the TCM Festival to me is like, the classy cruise ship of classic movie festivals. It's all, it runs very well. It's very classy. It's like cool it's a well-oiled machine. And people come from all around and they, they love it. The audience there loves it. But I see Cinecon as like the Queen Mary of festivals. Yeah, it was a cruise ship, but it's old. It's in dry dock right now. And if we found we were on it in the middle of the ocean, and uh, I'd be one very worried that it would be sync because it being run by ghosts and hopefully it wouldn't be Halloween because then there'd be a haunted house in it, like which would also freak me out. Like all you have to do is go once and you're going to be bananas for this festival because yeah. a, you're going to, if you want, you can see every single movie we're showing. Right. You don't have to change theaters. You don't have to stand in line. You don't have to make decisions. You can just come there and just settle in and just watch movies from 9 a.m. till midnight and not move. Or, you know, you can go to TCM and you're like running around like a mad hen trying to figure out where am I going next, you know? Yeah. And, and I went to TCM this year and I loved it, but I also like the accessibility of Cinecon and I love that this theater is so stunning and we have an incredible staff there. 
They're going to help you with every whim. Um, so it's going to be um, the kind of a thing that uh, you'll come once and then you'll, you'll be back. Trust me. If you go to Cinecon, you can make Charlie Chase jokes. <laughs> you could, but Stan will come after you. Are there, is Don't Charlie Chase? Is what? Charlie Chase at this Cinecon? Yes, I believe yes. Dan is bringing a Charlie Chase short. I mean, of course he is. Of course. <laughs> the only uh, place. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean that that's just one of one of the many gems. He also does Kinecon, which is oh, yeah. rare and unseen kinescopes. Oh, yeah, in the early days of television. Let me tell you. Oh my God, that program. That's that unbelievable you see now dan is reconnecting just now okay dan is the kind of person who would love kinecon is that correct dan i don't know if you can hear i can't i see think you. he's I think he's nodding i want to go back one second and just say uh because we probably all take this for granted if you have not seen a silent film with a live orchestra or music you have not seen a silent film it's a I totally mean, different experience it's transformational I, yeah. My sister, who never, ever came to Cinecon, she, you know, we grew up together. I made her watch old movies with me. She came to opening night in 2018, I want to say. Mm. And we were running, I believe it was a, um, not Corsu Collins, it was uh, the other child star who was still alive at the time. We were honoring her. It's driving me crazy now. Baby Peggy. Oh, we that's right. Baby Peggy. And Dan's like, I know. And... <laughs> My sister was weeping. She, can't, she oh, was yeah. like, I can't believe I've never seen a silent movie like that. That yes. was just unbelievable. And a lot of people have that experience. Um, and, and I think you will with, with, with silent movies. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a really special place because there's something about seeing these movies with an audience. Um, it's a totally different experience than watching them at home by yourself. It's still enjoyable but it's the, that feeling of community. And then you're chatting about it and what did you think? And you're writing about it and you're posting about it. And it gets people really excited because just for that weekend, all of these people are alive again. I mean, most of them are gone, but yeah. that weekend, Charlie Chase is alive and well. And so is Buster Keaton and everybody, all these people, Chaplin, we're gonna have a Chaplin short. In college, I took a date to St. John the Divine in New York. I saw like written up somewhere that they were going to be showing Metropolis. And so that is the largest church in the United States. I, I picked uh, this woman up and we drive out there and she's like, why are we going to this church? We get inside, they had a 16 millimeter projector, right? And they're showing it up against the front and then the guy was 85 at the time, and he had written the American version of the score. He starts to play it on the church organs. I am ready to convert to the church of silent movies. And uh, she's, I dropped her off, and I was like, that was amazing. And she said, I'll talk to you later. And uh, we never went on another date. The end. Well, she was not the right fit for you. One of my best dates. and um, But you didn't get laid. No, no. no. That did, that did not, uh, German silent film did not help me in any way in that department, but it was transformational. I chose art over uh, reproduction. Cinecon, <laughs> big hookup scene, right, Brian? Big old, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a separate room that we don't talk about. Like you have movies, as you said, from the early silence. I think the latest one is 1964. 
Correct. Not, yeah, so we're honoring George Shakiris this year. You know him from West Side Story. And of course, he made movies throughout the 50s, but he didn't. his first starring role didn't come until 1961 in West Side Story. Of course, he won an Oscar for that. So we're honoring George. So we're going to be showing 633 Squadron, which yes. I've never seen. I haven't seen it. Have you ever seen it? With Cliff Robertson. It's a, it's no. a, it's a wartime action thriller. Um, it, George wanted a different movie and we couldn't get the movie that he wanted. We tried, he wanted a foreign film and it was, I couldn't get it. So we, we ended up doing this one instead, but I'm very excited to see it. Um, so that's the latest film we're showing. And that's one of the more common titles for Mitzi Gaynor. We're showing Anything Goes. Um, and that also is out there, if you will, but you've probably never seen it on the big screen. Um, and there was a movie that she really wanted called The Birds and the Bees with David Niven and George Goebel. And Paramount is in the process of restoring that film, but it couldn't be ready in time. So we're doing Anything Goes because can't go wrong with Bing Crosby and Donald O'Connor and Mitzi Gaynor. Like, you just can't. Right. And that's our opening night movie. Um, but aside from those, um, for Patty McCormick, we've got something called Kathy O, which I've never seen. And then for Jimmy Hunt, well, should we talk about Jimmy Hunt? Invaders from Mars. Yes. That yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? And and the girl from the movie, the young girl is Janine Perot, who is Gigi Perot's sister, who we honored uh, in 2019. Uh... She is coming because uh, her sister said, you got to go do this. <laughs> and uh, so Janine is going to present the Cinecon Legacy Award to Jimmy. And they have not seen each other in years. Yeah, uh, I love that. So. I consider stuff like this... Um, the DVD extras that will never be on a DVD, right? You have to be there live to see it. Yeah. And that is why I love these festivals. They're worth your time, your effort. They're worth flying out for, for fans. Oh, we have like people who are flying out from uh, Europe, to be honest. Yeah. People coming from all over the world. When we did Cinecon Line, we had like over 40,000 viewers around the world. And people were... This was free. This was a free event. We just wanted to keep it going through the pandemic. And we got an influx of donations and support. And that's one of the main reasons why we're able to do it this year is because that was our seed money so that we could go into business with the Legion and make this happen this year. We could not have done it without the, the, the support of those um, donations. Um, so we're very grateful. I totally, I mean, <laughs> uh, I've been to a lot of events recently. Dan was with me at the latest one uh, last weekend. It's been great to be with live audiences again uh, and to share that energy yeah. that I kind of forgot about online because the first film festival I went to got canceled due to COVID and we did yeah. it all online. Is an online outreach like you did um, during the pandemic, something you guys may want to pursue in the future? It's something we're doing this year. You have an online version? And a con line as well, but it's going to be all different programming. Wow. Entirely different um, because of rights and other issues. But yeah, it's, it's, it is, there is going to be an online presence and you should check our website, Cinecon.org. Cinecon.org? Yeah. (laughs) Cinecon.org? Is that where I... Is that where I get all this great action? That's it, baby. Well, you can go to Hollywood Heritage as well, and there'll be a link there. But um, and if you want to get tickets, just go to Eventbrite. Um, I will tell. I just want to tell people. I don't. I'm not sure when this is going to air. Yeah. But 
Um, Me neither. You don't know. <laughs> it will be before. Hope will be. Well, the reason I'm mentioning it is today, in actuality, is the 11th of August. Yes. And on the 15th, our full festival pass price will go up because the pre-registration early bird price will go up. So I, this is probably not going to air with the next four days. Well, we'll we'll see. If I get stuck at home because of this last film festival, I will have plenty of time to edit this. I, I think that... <laughs> buy, it, buy it now. Let me tell you, $249. You couldn't get the lowest festival pass at TCM for $249. There, God, no. Get a glass of water for $249. For $249, 30-plus movies, special programs, celebrity guests, an opening night gala with food and drink. All of that is included in your full festival pass price. Such a deal. Such and a deal. How much are the day passes? Day passes, which will go on sale on the 15th, um, range between $65 and $75 per day. Also and a good deal. So Labor Day is the best deal, 65 bucks. Yeah. Movies uh, all day on Labor Day. The rest of the days are 75 including if you buy a Thursday pass, you still get to come to the opening night gala. Same uh, price. So I, I just personally think it's a great value. And um, is there a cost for the online version? The online version is free. It's um, free. It is free. Um, but we are obviously encouraging people to yeah, come yeah. to the festival live. The online version will be rebroadcast again in the fall. So if okay. you're at the festival and you're like, oh, I wonder what's going on online, you can still watch that later on. But we also just want to do that for our followers who unfortunately couldn't be with us in Hollywood this year. Dan is saying that uh, there are a lot of Amish people on the train. Uh, Dan, they're they're loud because they have to learn to be loud because they can't really use a PA system. Is that true? I mean, they're on the train. They have to project. Yeah, which is why- They heard in the balcony. So we should all go to Cinecon. Yes, we should. We should all watch the final episode of Saved by the Bell to see you graduate. <laughs> if you can stomach it, sure. Oh, uh, okay. Now, uh, Dan knows that I was a huge fan of the great uh, late 80s, early 90s triumvirate of teen shows, uh, Degrassi and Degrassi High, Saved by the Bell and Beverly Hills. And my number one favorite was, of course, Canada. Saved by the Bell was number two because it was the most ridiculous. Well, I have been interviewed by some other Saved by the Bell fanatics for their podcast already. In fact, they were had to do interviews for uh, with, with sports personalities, but they called me and they were like, could you come down and talk to us about Saved by the Bell? So I did. They have like a, uh, I love the 90s or something. Right. Anyway. I learned uh, from watching a lot of Lifetime TV movies and uh, reading blogs that sometimes being a child star is hard. Uh, it was for me. I'm incredibly dysfunctional now. Yeah, look really? at you. Look yeah. at where it drove you all the way to the past. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I live completely in high school now, and it wasn't even real high school. I live in <laughs> fake high school land. And every morning I wake up, and I hear the theme song, and um, that's what gets me to class on time. Did you put this diploma on your LinkedIn? <laughs> I also graduated from Bayside. How else, how else am I going to get work? 
<laughs> I really went to USC. We, that's not going to get me anywhere. No, why? Who cares? Uh, well, can I mention before we went on the air? Yes. That I was emailing with your good buddy, George Feldstein. Oh, yes. Warner Archive has always been a huge supporter of Cinecon, and we're incredibly grateful. Of course, that's how I met you and Dan, is through Warner Archive and all the great work that you did there over the years. And so I contacted George, and he said, absolutely, I want to support Cinecon. So he's sending us a big box of Blu-rays, including 10 copies of Lay Girls with Mitzi Gaynor. Um, so those are going to be part Yay. of everybody, everybody who gets a, who purchases a full festival pass gets a Blu-ray in Whoa. their swag bag, in their, you go to check in, you are getting a Blu-ray. That um, is great. Because we also have a deal with Classic Flicks and they're sending us stuff. So you're going to get something very cool for included in your, um, package. Um, and you get a printed program and all this other cool stuff, plus a Cinecon mask with the Cinecon logo on it. Yes. So you feel good about masking up and watching movies because um, we don't want to be a hotspot. But everybody gets really cool stuff, and um, we're very grateful to Warner Archive. Um, in fact, we're going to be showing a Warner Brothers, or it's an either Warner or MGM. It's, it's a silent called Annie Laurie, which I think, was that MGM or Warner Brothers? Let's see how good you are. Oh, Lillian that yeah, Lillian Gish, I, I would guess, would be MGM? That's, okay. that's my guess. I'm pretty sure it's MGM. Anyway, so uh, I went through I could uh, Christy Nakamura in Oh yeah. Story. Yeah, yeah. That secured. Yeah. Um, so we're very excited to include that um, as part of our program. And Flip the Frog was also originally an MGM cartoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Showing Flip the Frog. Um, and we're going to have, actually, we haven't even announced all the cartoons that we're going to show Ooh. because a guy named Steve Stanchfield with Thunderbean Animation is just going to hand pick, cherry pick some yes. really cool things um, and bring them. So Dan, Dan is like waving. <laughs> if you can't see him, his I, eyes are telling a story that is like you're speaking directly to him. Just very quickly, Dan and I like to... Um, talk a little bit about what we've been up to in this podcast because we're we're almost done here. Uh, I recently went to Comic-Con down in San Diego. Uh, I didn't die. I, I, this was the first time I went as a civilian. And let me tell you how much fun it was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a very different perspective to not worry about work. I wandered around. I went into a bazillion panels. I went into book and publishing panels. I went into art panels. I painted miniatures and I got to see a whole bunch of stuff on definitely also obscure film and TV and comic stuff. It, if you can ever get down there, it's freaking fantastic. And then I went with Dan to Indianapolis to Gen Con, which is a tabletop game event, not computer game, where there was a festival for a film festival there, about 60 films. And we showed Lunamancer, which is the micro budget sci-fi feature film that I made and co-wrote and Dan also co-produced. That was really fascinating. What a great audience. And all of their questions were different from any of the other questions I got at film festivals, which were like, how did you work out the magic system? Which I loved. Dan heard me not struggle with those. Dan said, I talk way too much. It's just so good to go to these events. I mean, they're not as big as before, obviously, 
but to see people having a good time, they're mostly masked up. I mean, you know, uh, you're, you are rolling the dice, right? But um, it's 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 getting there, right? And so Cinecon yeah, would I mean, be- we're all gonna be living with COVID for a long time. So we gotta figure out how to get on with our lives, you know? Yeah, the best, the best you can. Cause some people, they're not ready for it, right? And sure. you know, I respect that. Go online. Dan's yeah. not ready. No, Dan's not. on a train. With the on, well, he shouldn't be on a train. I mean, he should be in a padded cell, but he's on a train. Well, it might be a padded train. Oh, we, we don't. don't we are, we're not seeing it from the outside. Uh, and, you know, this is a good, I would say this would be a good event to go down to just sort of, uh, if you haven't been to one, the passion of the audience alone will be worth it. We're still accepting. Uh, if, if you are a, a promoter of some kind and you have comics, films, events like Brian's and you want to come talk about them with us, please contact us or send us free things. Dan and I like free physical and digital objects. Uh, we tend to talk a lot and uh, that's pretty much it. Brian, do you have anything else that you'd like to say? I just wish Dan would shut up. I mean, it's like the sound of his voice in my head. It's like, I, how am I ever going to get it? It's echoing. How am I going to get it out of my head? Well, Dan, enough. <laughs> you you probably haven't heard Dan in a few years, but yet you can still hear Dan. Oh yeah. No, I ran into you guys at the lobby of the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Hello. Yeah, sorry. That was I don't know time anymore. Yeah. That was that, TCM. That right? was TCM. Yeah, that yeah. was. And I was like, what's going on? And you're like, hey, come on our podcast. You, why don't you come on our Yeah, podcast? that's it. That's and my I card. Said, what podcast? Yeah, that's pounding the pavement. That's how we roll. Yeah, and that and by the way, that's how we book guests. Yeah, we go, hey Brian, you got something? And he goes, what? Yeah, I'll call you in two months. And uh -huh. then I didn't return your call, but then I finally did because you know we're very busy here. I and and I got a lot going on. They're constantly moving. I, yeah. I'm just thrilled that I was able to get a small place uh, amongst your vast audience. Um, and to share just my little itty bitty pieces of news. Um, and Dan is enjoying a bag of Skittles. Product so, placement. I mean, which he's not sharing, unfortunately. It would be nice if we yeah. all had Skittles, but you know. What Gosh you darn. All right, well, uh, for more film and TV uh, fun, you can always visit us at archiveguys.com on the web, archiveguys. <laughs> I'm looking at this. Archive Guys podcast on Instagram and the Archive Guys on Twitter. Boy, I can really keep track of all and that. And I just, I can I just say, because I don't think we actually really put it out there. Yeah. Con is September 1st through the 5th, Labor yes. Day weekend, but it's, it's Thursday through Monday. It's all day. Um, and uh, tickets are on sale now through Cinecon.org. But in case people didn't know when it was happening, it's coming up in about three and a half weeks. I put that up right at the top of the notes and skipped right over it. I know. Because, you know, this... This podcast it will be good for any year, 2023, 2024. Oh, sure. Because as long as Cinecon's around, you should probably go. Mitzi Gaynor probably will not be there. Or maybe she will be, uh, but, she, but sitting next to you. She's always welcome to come back yeah. next year. Uh, uh, yeah, so just so people know when it's happening. And you guys are going to be there too, right? Are you going to, am I going to see both of you guys at Cinecon this year? Well, D Dan bought passes he bought oh. 10 full passes and he's just given them out 
because he has so much money and wants to just donate them. So uh, oh, well, maybe I could get a pass from yeah, Dan. I can hit up hit up Dan because uh, that's why he's taking the train because <laughs> he has big sacks of cash that he did not want to take on the uh, flight. All right, so Cinecon.org, Brian Cooper, I'm Matt Patterson, and if you're watching on video, that's D.W. Ferranti. If you're listening, you've just heard us talk about him like a ghost. And uh, see you next time.